hello. The getting ready process. Yeah, the getting ready process. The rickety raggedy process. Let me plug in. What? All right. I um. I can hear and hear. You got your wine. Mm-hmm. All right. And um, they can they see us yet? Wow, Keith put us. Can they see us? Online. Where's the camera? Camera's there. Oh. So we are live at Inlight 2020 because Keith's pressed live. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to the folks that are at um, Inlight 2020, uh, welcome. And uh, I have my phone with me because I am under the assumption that um, tonight you can see our cash apps and our Venmos uh, under our name. And so... That is not for your aesthetic pleasure. That is for you um, non-black folks who are in the audience to think about and practice reparations. reparations. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh-huh. And so um, you can and see. And it's going to take some time to pay them, so. Yes. And so it is time to pay a debt that is owed. And so a part of my artistic aesthetic is to make sure that we use art, uh, graphic design, interdisciplinary education, all the things that you want to call it to um, center theory and practice about reparations to move us away from this kind of theoretical conversation about ending racism and paying black people and to get us into the action of doing it right now. Um, I hear my voice going in and out keys, so I hope it's not doing that on the thing. I'm just letting you know. Um, but Dr. T. I don't hear myself, really. You don't hear yourself? Mm-mm. We will return to your scheduled programming which, shortly, which one is she? or we are currently experiencing technical headphone. difficulties. Hello, hello. Can you hear yourself? Aurora was able to hear herself. Can you hear yourself now? Is this sounding good to you? If it's sounding good to you, I can't. We want you to hear yourself so that um, she wants to hear herself so that when we play the beat, she can hear it. So can you just tell me which one of these is the headphones? Or just turn it up. Doody, doody, do. Hello, 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 hello. I have a glass of wine while we're doing that. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. There we go. Ah. You hear that? Now I hear it. Welcome, Dr. T. We fixed it. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody, welcome to uh, Black Matter Podcast. Um, I'm so excited because not only are we at Inlight 2020, um, I have one of my favorite people with me um, who was on my dissertation committee, who was one of my mentors, who was a friend, who was an auntie, who is an... (laughs) A, a mentor, uh, not just to me in my like work and practice, but just like, you know, in my life. And we have had some good times together. I think mm-hmm. that you were the only person who can smack me upside my head. <laughs> and I totally um, know that it comes from a place of love. And I'm talking about smacking me upside my head in the workplace. All love. All, All love. Yes. And so um, I love you. And I'm glad that you decided to... Um, Tell your husband to uh, make some oodles and noodles because right. Dr. T's going out tonight. I did make him some chowder before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope, he's, I hope he's at home watching. No. You want me to text him the link <laughs> if he's missing his wife? Yeah. Because I imagine that you must be the most energetic partner ever. So when you're not home, he's probably like, God, I don't have nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's very busy at home. Very busy. Oh, my God. So- he makes projects. Oh, nice, nice. We're good. We're recording, right? All right, good. So we got about, um, you know, 30, 40 Uh CP time. We have an hour together. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I'm really excited to bring you on tonight. And a couple uh, things I want to do is talk about where we are um, and the reason why we are where we are. 
Um, and I want to talk about con artistry with you, mm, right? Mm-hmm. And so I love that. Ooh, yes, yes, and magic. You, <laughs> and you helped me create that term, and um, I think it's just you know we're gonna have a fun conversation. Um, and I also want to talk about Black Joy as practice. While we're in this moment of of honoring Black women who um, have lost their lives at the hand of the state, and the you know amount of uh, suppression that happens uh, to Black life by state-sanctioned violence against us. And terrorism. And the pandemic that um, we have been experiencing since day one, which is racism. Because I know for some white people, this is their first pandemic. Mm, Yes. Um, But for us... The ones who got woke. Yes, but for Mm -hmm. us, this is our second. And Mm -hmm. so I want to talk tonight a little bit about um, how amidst this um, this threat, this constant threat on black life, there is also um, folks like you who hold space for something else, and mm-hmm. that is joy and liberation and reclamation. Mm-hmm. As you told me when I created the, the definition of con artistry and started to write about Black Joy's critical practice, you said, do not forget to add reclamation. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about that tonight as well. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm setting the tone for the girls that are, that are listening because we are live and people who are walking past us on Broad Street um, mm. are watching us. And... Before we, we go to Anjali's description about the mural tonight um, and, and the, the beautiful space oh, that yes, we're in yes. front of, I want to kind of, you know, make it clear that, like, we're not just talking about con artistry as this theoretical art, right, or this theoretical, pra- this theoretical thing about scamming. This is a con artistry performance right now. You know, the reason why we are not um, on Broad Street where you guys are watching this uh, projection is because... Tonight is about us, and tonight mm-hmm. is about um, paying respect to the power of just, like, black space, right? And so for my mm-hmm. Inlight 2020 project, I wanted to hold space to just be, to be black, to be mm-hmm. beautiful, to be dope, to, to have fun. And um, sometimes when we do these, these talks and these art exhibits and we allow access to ourselves, mm-hmm. um, to white folks to just kind of, you know, come and see us on a panel and see us talk, it, like... It fucks things up. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted us to have, you know, a way to be a part of the Enlight platform because, you know, I needed the, I needed the funding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I also wanted to keep it exclusive and to keep it, you know, for me to just have a conversation with um, a mentor of mine where we can just be. And, of course, we're sharing it because, you know, it's, it's beautiful to share things. But, like, we're still keeping, you know, um, this space for us. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. so folks that are watching, thank you that uh, you are sitting outside and watching us. But also remember that... Um, you can practice reparations right now by sending Dr. T and I um, and all the black artists who have been a part of Everyday Black Matter, send us, you know, a coin. Yeah. You know, actually make that some paper. Send us some paper. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go into, um, let's cue up the description of where we are tonight. Her Flowers is a mural uh, commissioned by Africana as a part of our five-year multi-day festival. Uh, It is designed to give reverence, honor, um, and respect to Black women across this country whose lives have been taken um, at the hands of state-sanctioned violence, uh, most specifically uh, via police brutality. Um, These women all lost their lives between the times of 1984 uh, and the present. Some of these names that you'll see are 
well-known, some you may have never heard of, uh, but all of them were loved and cared for by people, and so we wanted to offer a space of reverence. One of the other things that's really special about the mural for me is the people who actually uh, brought it to life. So I reached out to eight black male painters in the area to see if they would uh, intentionally come in and hold space for black women, because we understand that's part of the conversation and part of the shift uh, that is taking place is ensuring that more than black women are giving that level of regard to our lives. And so they, without hesitation, stepped up uh, to make this piece possible. That is Hamilton Glass, S. Ross Brown, Julian Green, Jason Ford, Sir James Thornhill, Amiri Richardson Keys, David Marion, and Silly Genius. And I appreciate all of those brothers for understanding the importance of a piece like this, um, especially in a time like this. So what folks just heard was a recording by Anjali Moon, who was the lead curator for bringing the mural together. And um, I think it's really important to recognize that not only was this, this mural that is behind us uh, painted to honor the lives of black women whose um, lives have been lost at the hands of the state and state-sanctioned violence against black people, um, but it was, it was brought together and painted um, predominantly by black um, men uh, in Richmond. And so making sure that we're holding space for the, the fight for recognizing black women uh, can't just, you know, be at the effort of black women. Like, mm -hmm. black men also have to hold space for the ways that uh, black women are the backbone of our communities and are also, you know, facing patriarchy. Yes. In addition to facing racism and then still, as you said, making a pot of chowder for your husband. That's right. Before, before you, I left. Before you left. <laughs> <laughs> and so... And it was I, good, too. Yeah, and... Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to, to be here tonight as part of uh, my InLight project to, um, yes, recognize black lives, um, especially black women's lives who have been lost, but to also hold space for the lives that they have impacted. Um, mm -hmm. And me as a young um, black man who has had a journey into coming to themselves, coming into their self and, you know, navigating how to survive in these institutions, um, it is black women who I learned from where um, I was able to make the transition from as part of my, my daily practice, I'm going to focus on my joy and on thriving um, mm -hmm. versus the, um, the reduction that we are conditioned where it comes to, we are sometimes just striving to survive. Yes. And so when I think about Black Matter, which you and I have talked about a lot because you've, you've helped me really cultivate a lot of this work, Black Matter, um, for me, was created, you know, to really make my work more accessible, first and foremost, uh, to myself. You know, as a scholar, I don't want to be someone that's just legible through writing. Mm -mm. Um, I wanted to have a way to collect stories, a way to have critical key key critical conversations. Um, and so Black Matter is, is, is created because of the ways that I constantly feel um, that in this, in this struggle for Black Lives Matter, um, we are constantly fighting for our survival. Mm -hmm. And we're constantly fighting for names of fallen black folks to be remembered um, and to not be forgotten about. Um, and that rarely gives us space to remember like the matter within black matter. Yes. The, the life, the, the humanity, 
the late night conversations that you and I have had yes. about the work that we're doing and how to deal with, you know, the institutions that we are a part of. Um, and the fact that um, it's not all struggle. No. Right? Like, there's a lot of joy. There's a lot of a joy. A lot of joy. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's yes. a lot of joy. And so I don't want, um, well, I think there is a time and a place for us to, you know, talk about trauma and uh, black death. Mm -hmm. I do think that it's important for us to take control of our lives in a way that means that we are centering our joy and we're talking about the intimacy and the pleasure that happens when um, black women and black queer man get together <laughs> and just, you know, tackle this thing mm -hmm. together. And, and uh, just be. And just I mean, be, you yes. Know, I mean, critical discourse is uh, like our language. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like a love language. Yes. You know, and so that makes me happy. Mm. You know, that, 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 make, that gives me joy when mm. I'm discussing things, even things of um, such import yes. as um, black death and black trauma. Mm. You know, but when... Oftentimes, um, you know, white folk, it can become, it can become porn mm -hmm. for them. Yeah, our last you know. guest was just saying that. <laughs> and, and also, like, you know, you and I have had some, we've had some years working in these art institutions. And, like, you know, I'm grateful for the institutions that are trying to do the right thing. But I also recognize the ways that we, you know, typically get grants, typically get funding when we, when we are, are rooting the work in trauma. When we're rooting the mm, work in talking yes. about, mm -hmm. you know, how racism has impacted us. And to be honest with you, um, I am in a space where I want to talk about how um, my hair journey has been giving me joy. I mm. want to talk about how, you know, navigating the academy alongside um, black women who have been on the earth longer than me and who can tell me, you know, when I'm in the mail room, like, look, don't talk to her. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. if you have an issue, you come yeah, to my that's office. Right, like, that's right. I want to hold space within my work, whether it be my scholarship, whether it be my art, um, to celebrate the ways that we create alternatives. Because we're ingenious. We're ingenious, yeah. We are ingenious And we create people. alternative worlds. you and I are not sitting on Broad Street because this is a way for us to kind of just cultivate a space to do the thing that we always do. And just, you know, <laughs> yeah. have fun. Yeah. I remember a story with you before we get into, you know, all the tea that we're going to talk about tonight. Um, I remember when we were meeting, it was a mentor meeting and we, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we were there. So what? We were there. Mm -hmm. So what? And this space mm -hmm. will go unnamed because it's irrelevant. We won't yes. give, we won't no, give we them. No, we don't have to. No. But a white, a nice white woman came in and said, um, you know, yes. the thing, the yes. typical stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About, you know, are you guys supposed to Are we supposed to be there? Yeah. Do you have do you have a guest pass or whatever mm -hmm. it was? Yeah. And I remember the moment that I decided this is a professor, Dr. T, that mm -hmm. I want to continue to learn from, not just in my academic life, but in my life. Mm -hmm. You said, I know we're not supposed to be here, but I still want to ask you, what what made you ask us why? <laughs> <laughs> Now, you're right. We yeah. are not supposed to be yeah. here. But I want to know. What made you ask us? Yes. Why didn't you go ask them? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And mm -hmm. so I, I, I want to open the conversation tonight, um, you know, by honoring and giving flowers to a black woman that is still here, which is you, who you hold space for me to just, you know, remember that we need to laugh. 
mm-hmm. remember that the work that I'm doing is critical and is scholarly and yes, is, all and of that. is rich on its own. And deep. And deep. Mm-hmm. And then I don't always need to, to switch to the ways that will make them read it more easily. No. Nope. And so I wonder, what does that do for you? Like over the years, the amount of black students and, and, and female students that you've worked with where they've come to you and they've been able to say like, I want to do something different, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How, um, has that, how has that fueled what you're doing? And how have you gotten the confidence to really mentor um, students? I mean, I'm, we're now colleagues. Let's mm-mm, remember that. Mm-mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love reminding you. But how how have what does it do for your life when I come to you and I say I want to work on something like con artistry or other students like how does that fuel you but how does it also you know exhaust you in ways that um, you you find other paths to keep going? I don't know you know um, I can't like I you know this is late this is late I told Chaz you know I love you (laughs) for me to be down here you know on I could just as easily talk to you on the phone Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. on Zoom. Or on some, you know, although I'm zoomed out, mm, to, be, too. to be honest with you. This is much better. Yes. Much better. Yes, yes. Um, but for me, even though I might be physically, I might have some physical exhaustion, mm. um, whenever I intersect with uh, black brilliance, you know, brilliant. And for me, the, the inquiry is brilliance. Mm. Like, you know, the question is the most important thing. Mm. And... Um, and when I intersect with that, you know, with, with students, you know, young, old, whatever, wherever they are in their process, mm. and they want to ask me a question like that, it just buoys my spirit. Mm. So it gives me fuel in my spirit, and mm. my spirit feeds my soul. Mm-hmm. And then my soul can, you know, rise, mm-hmm. no yeah. matter how physically tired I might be. Yes. Yeah. And, for, and for me, that's everything. You know, and, it's everything. And who are... Um, I'm just thinking of so many stories that I'll, I'll share some tonight, but we won't give them all of our uh, stuff. No, don't give them all. But mm-hmm. who are the black, like who was the Dr. T in your life and the ways that you and I have been in the, in the boardroom together? Yes. And yes. you've been able to, you know, give me eye contact and say, you know, what he's saying is some bullshit. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You've been able to support me in those ways. Who were the black women in your life, whether it be your academic journey that really like let you know, like, there is another way, girl. Mm-hmm. There's another mm-hmm. way, and you don't have to code switch. You don't have to reduce yes. yourself in order to be scholarly because, you know, the PhD program that I did, it was you. You were, you were as we all know, like when we get into these institutions, you, the first thing you do is Google the black professor. That's right. You got to. The first thing mm-hmm. you do, and you were that professor because you were engaging with storytelling, black storytelling mm-hmm. as critical practice, and I emailed you, and I don't know how long it took you to reply to that email. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> But I emailed you and I knew that you were the professor that I wanted to work with before I even got, you know, you know, acclimated into the whole thing that is, you know, the, the grad school journey. And so I'm, I'm really interested as we hold space tonight for um, black women who have touched our lives. Who were those mentors for you that let you know that you can be Dr. T in all her glory, as yes. you say in, in yes. uh, the Don't Touch yeah. My Hair film? Well, you know, I, I have to say... Uh, I have to say my mama and my grandmother, mm-hmm. you know, even though my grandmother didn't even have above a sixth grade education, mm. I quote her consistently, mm. not only in my publications, but in my classes as well. And, and my mother, who is still here, um, we just talked this morning, mm. you know, and uh, calling stuff out, particularly in our, this political climate that mm-hmm. we're in right now. Mm-hmm. But... Um, as far as my, you know, academic uh, that called me into the academy, the mm-hmm. women that called me into the academy and said, 
you have to do this. Mm. You know, um, uh, one of them is uh, named Dr. Maxine Mims. And that woman is, she is a goddess. She's the queen mother. And I can say that, you know, I lived in Seattle for almost 25 years. (laughs) Yes, Chad. (laughs) So this woman, this particular woman, Mm -hmm. Dr. Maxine Mims, literally, I swear, this is not an exaggeration. Mm -hmm. I would say 80% of the black women PhDs in the state of Washington are because of her. Mm. Or because of she called us into the academy. Mm. So she created, like, you know, literally. Like she, she broke the gate. She did. Mm-hmm. She did. So, um, and, you know, when I went, ran into all my issues when I first came uh, to Virginia, you mm-hmm. know, in the academy, mm-hmm. around, you know, uh, I called her up. I said, you know, and I'm crying. You know, they're doing this and they're saying that. And mm-hmm. she just said, shut up. <laughs> That's the first thing she said. Mm. She said, is what they're saying true? And I said, no. She said, well, then shut up. Mm-hmm. Then it's not going to be true. They can't make it true when it's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, number one. And she said, do your work. They called you to come there to do your work. Do your work, you know, and get an attorney. Mm. <laughs> and, I, and I love, um, I, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I want to make uh, this point before we go on. I love that uh, you practice, you know, truth telling and transparency. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there are some of us, you know, mentors and professors and teachers and and just mentors in general, not just in the academy, where we try to kind of protect other black students from the the violence that we went through. And you like are very transparent about what you've experienced Mm -hmm. by these institutions. And so it Why should I protect them? Why should I? Mm -hmm. They didn't protect me. Yes. And so it gives, you know, students and, and younger folks an opportunity to really decide if that journey is for them. Exactly. Because I think a lot exactly. of times we have to, we have to um, push past or push against this kind of white supremacist conditioning that college equals success. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, because it's not. And that if the student just works the right job or you mm-hmm. wear your hair the right way, um, you mm-hmm. will get past it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You play a violin. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And it's, interesting um when i when we find other mentors who are who are as you said like not protecting these institutions because you find that a lot of us black youth black black women are talented Mm -hmm. as we are Mm -hmm. um are dope as we are Mm -hmm. and it allows us to remember that the institutions sometimes can be these violent spaces and that code switching and and reducing yourself to be scholarly or to mm-hmm. be, you know, a CEO or whatever it is to run mm-hmm. their shit, yes. right? Sometimes that violence is just too much. It's too much. And I think sometimes it's better when you have Dr. T there or, or one of us there to kind of fuel the resources. Right, and right. I, I had a conversation on episode four um, with Dr. Towns, who's a colleague of mine at University of Richmond. And he was really talking about, you know, fugitivity in these ways of like, maybe we don't want them to see us. Maybe it's about coming in and taking what we need from the institution and saying, I know what you think of me. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. while you're busy thinking that, mm-hmm. I'm over here doing something that you will never understand. Right. Right. And right. so for me, I think- Like have, subversive. Subversive. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so mm-hmm. that's really where cotton artistry is coming from. Um, and I cite, you know, you have been one of the folks who have helped me remember my mother in mm-hmm. these critical ways because- you know, being a child of the incarcerated, you're quickly labeled. That's what the state does. You're quickly labeled as an at-risk youth, you know, low income, et cetera. And those things, you know, permeate into your body and you don't realize that like, wait a minute, 
My street smarts is a form of intellectuality. That's right. And now that I'm in the institution in 2020, you know, as a, as a Dr. Chaz or whatever, I'm learning that like a lot of the ways that I subvert the poor treatment of the institution, it comes directly from, as you said, from my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and from thinking about how she was very serious about centering her joy and making sure that her kids had what they wanted and more, doing that as a real-time practice, not that's waiting right. for them to figure their that's shit right. out. You that's know? right. And so that's why I wanted to talk to you about con artistry and really thinking about con artistry as kind of like the art um, of, of scamming and deception and the ways that, you know, us black people kind of play into um, system uh, uh, subversion. And, well, you know, and wearing the mask. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, which... Uh, you know, that was something that you had to do. Mm. Code switching is something that you had to do. You had to learn it. I mean, I call it being, you know, multilingual. Mm. We should be paid for that. <laughs> multilingual, you know. Um, but I don't know if you have it. Do you have a code switching voice? Have you ever? Oh, please. Like, Hi, I'm looking for Dr. T. Is she available? Uh, just a moment. I'll <laughs> see if I can find her. <laughs> She's not here at the moment. Um, excuse me. Do you have a um? Do you have an ID? Do I have an ID? Yeah. Are you are you um? Are you a professor? Oh yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I was saying before, you know, Rebecca Walker in her talk um, told me this thing that like it has stuck with me for a while about in order for us to survive, we have to read them, but they don't have to read us. Yeah, they don't. And it's true because I mean there are numerous students that I've worked with, non-black students, of course, who don't know who Toni Morrison is, who don't know who James Baldwin is. And I'm like, how do you go to the institution that I work at um, and not know who these critical people are? And it's because they don't have to. Because but we know who, they, who their people are. Because their education's deficient, mm. right? They only have half of their education, mm. right? Say that but again. We have to have the whole education mm-hmm. and they only have to have half. Mm-hmm. So, and they are, you know, they're worse off. <laughs> yeah. Let's put these... I mentioned con artistry. How is that kind of a connecting to your everyday life and your everyday practice. And as you said about kind of coming into the institution, taking what you need, like how has that really um, permeated in your life? Huh. I learned it too. We learn it from our families of origin. You know, Mm. we, all of us, you know, I mean, you have named it. You have named what it is, Mm. you know. And it helps us Uh, to rethink criminality. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's just like all colonial language, Mm. all language of the colonizer, Mm. Right. Um, the idea of uh, the idea of at risk, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of minority, mm-hmm. the idea, you know, all, all of those kinds of uh, the idea of um, marginalized, yes, and diversity, mm-hmm. and in, we're gonna inclusion, we're gonna include you. Mm-hmm. Why do you get to include me? I think about you know, even with that these these applications on the you know they always say oh we we put out a call but not enough black people applied and you have diverse uh, applicants encouraged to apply but then when you look at the application it's rooted in white aligning rules right it's right. rooted in a way that they thrive on keeping us out 
right. versus letting us in. Right. So if your if your cover letter is missing an Oxford comma, yes, yeah, or you're using the Oxford comma, <laughs> yes. whatever it is, yes, you're totally out. I mean, I remember when I was writing my dissertation, um, that got under because I'm an artist, yes. right? I'm an artist, and um, and so uh, you know, I'm entering the academy as an artist, mm. um, and. I write, you know, I write prose, poetry, short stories, plays, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and Entezaki Shange is who um, ignited my, my, the writer mm. in me uh, because she doesn't use any punctuation or, uh, <laughs> or um, grammar specifically, you know, in the Eurocentric model. Mm -hmm. And she said, write, write. How you write. Write how you write. Be, write how you, be. be you yes. and write how you write in your voice. Mm. But I remember when I was writing my dissertation and I would get it back and it would have notes that had nothing to do with the creative content. With the work. Mm -hmm. It had only to do with the form. And tone policing. Yes. yes. And I was like, oh my God, it was driving me up the wall, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, up the wall. So, um, you know, I always, uh, I always encourage people on your committee, get somebody who can be the grammar police and the, and the uh, margins and the, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and the style and citation style and all of that. And then get the rest of your committee to be about your content. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. you might need that one sort of police officer just so it can get through the gate. Because, you know, this is what it's all about. Mm -hmm. How do you get the gatekeepers? Mm -hmm. So how do you get through the gate? You know, when you've got the stuff, you're carrying the stuff, mm. but the gate that you have to go through is too oppressive. And there's always one of them, you know, who is willing to give the key to the gate because they know that it's stupid. Yeah. They know that the structure doesn't work. And um, I want to move us along a little bit, but it's, it's, it's related to what we're talking about. But as we, you know, hold space for um, folks who have lost their lives, I think it's also important to think about Black folks who are living in the ways that we live and mm -hmm. the ways mm -hmm. that we live our everyday lives, as you're making me think about, um, are our theory and the yes. ways that we live our everyday lives are, are not just theory, but they, um, when we get together and we share our stories of our everyday life, you learn about alternatives yes. and you learn about, um, as Aurora in the previous episode was saying, you learn about like es escaping that there are some, uh, black folks who, who look at these labels of marginalized, at risk, and they escape those binary, mm -hmm. rigid definitions that mm -hmm. reduce black life. Yes. And I love um, holding space for the intellectualism that comes from you know, black storytelling, especially yes. when it's intergenerational. Yes. Because you're learning that, like, yes, my mother taught me this, and that's how I'm using it to fight this institution. And, you know, while I was a child that... Um, my relationship with my mother was, was disrupted by state-sanctioned violence, yes. such as the criminal justice system and homophobia, mm -hmm. all things that white people started mm -hmm. and white people mm -hmm. continue mm -hmm. to fuel mm -hmm. in our communities. Um, now, as a scholar, I'm using the resources and the tools and the positionality that I have in the academy to re-remember my mother mm -hmm. and to re-remember our relationship and to think about, like, the things that she taught me that were against the law mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. that were like not professional mm -hmm. um, and same for my grandmother as well. Those are the things that are carrying me through 
now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so so you're having a Sankofa yes. journey. Explain right? to the um the people who are watching in you know the in you know, yeah, yeah. A San- Sankofa. Sankofa uh, comes from uh, Ghana, West Africa. You mm. know, um it's about going back to get it. Mm. You know, the 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 um the story goes if a man goes on a journey, a person goes on a journey and forgets something. Mm. There's no shame in forgetting Sankofa. Go back and get it. Mm. But if that same person goes on a journey, they get down the road, they, they realize they've forgotten something, but their pride won't let them go back. They get to the end of their journey and find out the thing they need the most is the thing that they forgot. Mm. For that person, it's a shame, mm-hmm. right? It's a shame. Sankofa, we need to go back and get the things that were lost, mm. taken, stolen, or forgotten. Mm. We need to reclaim those things. I think that's why I was talking to you about reclamation. Mm. We need to claim those things because those things in their essence make up, you know, the tapestry of who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, the kente cloth. Yeah. Right? The brilliant, brilliance and the tightly woven, mm. um, resilient, you know, cloth that can cover us no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and, and keep us whole. Yeah. You're making me think of a scene in the film um, where Kaylin uh, says that um, she basically looks at the screen and she says, why don't you know your history? Find out about your grandmother, about how far she walked to school. And it's, it's, you're, you're right about the same Kofa. It's like when we have to navigate these institutions, and not just for academics, but just, you know, black just, folks in general. Yes. Um, I think it's important to, especially in this year, to go back. Mm-hmm. And to rethink about, you know, all that has been lost. And so when I talk about black joy um, and black joy as a critical practice, I'd like to be held accountable by you to really think about reclamation and to also think about black joy as a form of revenge. And I'm not just reducing it to revenge because right. it's, it's not about them. It's not about necessarily getting even, mm-hmm. but it's about, you know, reclaiming all that has been lost mm-hmm. and thinking mm-hmm. about when we are labeled um, as angry black women or we are labeled as at-risk youth or we are labeled as... Um, child of the incarcerated or, or child from the hood, et cetera. Um, there is so much work that we have to do to, you know, get back to who we really are. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting to think about, you know, as the, these institutions are burning and figuring their shit out in 2020. And, and going, help us, please. Help, help us, please. us yeah. understand I what is going on. As that's happening, you know, <laughs> I, I have it queued up here. I don't know which one it is, but I want you to remind us of, of the quote that um, we constructed together for this film, which is... Don't do anything for them unless they pay you. <laughs> and then add don't the, do anything! Add the dirty, add the dirty word. You oh, know. Don't do a motherfucking thing for them unless they pay you. Yes. Um, and, and, but, well, just a second. When, when we were, you were talking about revenge, mm. I'd, I'd rather... I like to look at it uh, more like transcendence mm. Mm. rather than revenge. Like in reclaiming our stuff. Getting you back know, what is owed. Yes, mm-hmm. getting back what is owed, getting um, things that were taken and, for, and things that we've forgotten mm-hmm. because of the, co- of the context that we have to live in, the mm-hmm. container that we are, you know, um, that uh, uh, in getting that and reclaiming that for ourselves, mm-hmm. it's healing for yeah. us. It's healing for our spirit and our soul. Um, and we can transcend mm-hmm the conditions that um, folks, society wants to put us in. Well, all that other stuff. Is yes. Happening. I mean, that's what I do every day when I walk onto that campus. 
Mm. I transcend. Mm. I transcend. It's like, no, this is not going, none of this. No, y'all just keep on. Mm. You know, I'm transcendent. I'm it sounds like you're, you're talking about worlding and you're talking about kind of creating an alternative world of all this current, because this current one, if we wait for them to see us, or yeah, we no, wait, no, no, yeah, 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 no, 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 yeah, no, and I, no. I, I, I totally, mm-hmm. I totally feel that. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about, you know, don't do anything for them unless they overpay you. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, you know, I wasn't. Just, oh yeah, I forgot the overpay. Yeah. I forgot that. How you gonna get your own? I'm sorry. <laughs> Not just pay, overpay. Yes. Right, because in overpay, you know, what is I it? have, you, I you have, have it on one here. Are you getting ready? There we go. Don't do anything for them unless they overpay you. Don't do anything for them unless they overpay you. Unless they overpay you, don't you do anything for them. Don't you do anything for them unless they overpay you. (laughs) You know, I, I, I love that quote and I... I appreciate you so much for trusting me to kind of bring that to life through Mm -hmm. your voice. But, you know, I wrote that quote in my journal after reading uh, Tina Camp's Listening to Images. Mm. And after thinking about one of my favorite Geminis, I'm a Gemini, um, Mm -hmm. Naomi Campbell, who talks about, you know, I will not get out of bed unless it's for 10,000. I won't get out of bed for them unless it's for $10,000 or more. Right. And when I wrote that quote, a lot of people resonate with it as part of, um, you know, relating to racism. But for me, it was really about self-worth. Mm-hmm. And it was about, um, as I really want to connect it to what you're saying about transcendence. Yes. But it was yes. about understanding that if we wait for these institutions, whether you are, are black or trans or non-binary mm-hmm. or woman, you know, marginalized, mm-hmm. at risk, if we wait for these institutions that are designed for white people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm speaking of white women too, because they don't give a fuck about you either. Right. Right. And if we wait for these institutions to see us, we will constantly undervalue ourselves. Constantly. And so when you show up for them, whether it's to give a panel talk, whether it's to, to corporate consult or whatever, mm-hmm. don't do a motherfucking thing for them. <laughs> Unless they overpay Unless you. Unless they overpay you. And yeah. it's about knowing your worth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and being able to communicate your worth so that you are not undervalued. Um, you know, because we, I mean, how I was raised was you have to be twice as good to mm-hmm. get half as much. Yeah. Right? So now I want my other half. And how I was raised was that you have to go to the right university. And if you just go to college, you won't experience racism. Mm-hmm. you got to get the degree. Identity politics. Identity politics. Yeah. That you need to look a certain way. And yeah. like, even now, my family, I love them to death. But it's still this conversation about, like, we understand that you're gay. But, like, why do you have to have the hair extension? Right, like, right, right. Why all you have this to... kind of, like, mm-hmm. conditioning of turning down yourself mm-hmm. so that they Can will... you tone it down? Tone, tone it, it down. down. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, calling. I was having a, um, a conversation with... Um, Shout out to my, my friend Mariah uh, this, this, this morning, actually, on Instagram. She posted this thing about, you know, when they call you too much. Yes. It usually is rooted in anti-blackness. And I cannot tell you how many times. Oh, my God, yes. And I'm not just talking about white people. I cannot tell you how many times because these systems of masculinity, yes. uh, of patriarchy, et cetera, like, you know, the amount of times I've had to kind of tone my, my blackness down, whether mm-hmm. it be the way that I talk with my hands or whatever, so that you can be accepted in a space. And mm-hmm. it's like all that, we need mm-hmm. to get rid of it mm-hmm. and think about, you know, respectability will not save us. No, the it will not. not clearly, clearly. So don't do a motherfucking no. thing. Unless they overpay you. Thank you. Yes. So I'm, yes. I'm glad that you were able to um, 
bring that quote to life because there's no other voice that could have done what you did. <laughs> there's no. So gotta you give know, you. I love that. Uh, oh, give, you're going to play. We have to give you. Mm. Mm-hmm. We have to give you your flowers. Thank you, you know, thank you. Cheers for that. Cheers, cheers. Because, you know, I will say, you are one of those mentors that is always down, right? Because it's 11 o'clock at night and you're here. Yeah. And I wrote that quote, and you said, I'm going to go on my, I said, Dr. T, I, it's your, like, I wrote this quote, I, it has to I be hear you. my, my it has voice. To be, I hear your voice, it has to be you that read it. And you said, let me go in the closet and read it and call you back. <laughs> 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 and I love you for it, because, you know, some mentors are like, oh, you know, I just, I'm not sure if I can, you're always down to experiment. Yes, and I yes. think that is like, that's the thing of working with, I'm not speaking for all, I'm speaking for myself, but that's the thing about when we, when I work with a black professor, it's a sense of home. We yes. create a sense of home. Like yes. We create this metaphorical and spiritual and physical space where we can just be together mm-hmm, and you can just mm-hmm. go with it. Like mm-hmm. Dr. T, I wrote this quote. I know it's 11 o'clock at night or I know the film. Can you is, read it for me? Yeah, yeah. and, you, and you're <laughs> able to, to do it with such a passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you're, you know you got to be a, a good-ass mentor when a student writes something and hears your voice <laughs> in it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? And yeah. so I, I, I commend you for the Thank ways... Thank you, Tra- Chaz. <laughs> Dr. Chaz. Thank you. Dr. I, Chaz. I commend you for the ways that you hold space for students to come to you and to just be mm-hmm. and to create from that place of like, I am striving to be. Because that is the place of brilliance. Thank you. Yeah. It is the place of brilliance. Mm. And when you turn it down or tone it down or... Um, uh, Make adjustments for people. Or straighten it. Or straight or whatever. Shake it up. <laughs> you know, you are, you're diminishing the brilliance. Mm, mm. I, I like bold colors, you know. I like primary colors. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. You know. Did you get a chance to hear the con artistry beat? I wanted to hear what your opinions are on that. And if not, I'm going to play a, a little bit of you. So, a little bit for you. So, uh, Johannes Barfield, and we're going to end in a few minutes, but... um. We created, um, well, he created rather a, a beat uh, mm. that kind of brings con artistry into um, a musical space. Oh. And thinking about con artistry through through sound. So I'm going to play that for you. Okay. Okay. you hear the beat continues to go on through here and listen to this other half other half of it Thank you. 
That's transcendent. Yes. Right? See, that's transcendence in mm. motion. It's like, uh, I like to say we are um, polyphonic, multisyllabic people. Mm. You know. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that beat is ev- it's, it's everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think it was important. Transcendence. Yeah, it's important to, to think about um, this conversation that we're having, but through nonverbal, right? Like through music, mm-hmm, through mm-hmm. visuals. Dance. Because, through dance, mm-hmm. because I think that like black life is inherently interdisciplinary. Oh, yes. And so it speaks to the way that we know no stranger when I'm able to, you know, create this definition with a theory. Uh, sorry, not a theory. A theory, but also mm-hmm. a theater mm-hmm. person. Um, and then also take it to a musician Yes. And say, you know, I'm thinking about bringing together a theory that helps me remember my mother through joyful ways. Um, it helps me recognize the ways in which that uh, criminality is another form of uh, intellectuality. Mm-hmm. And who gets labeled criminal versus who doesn't is still rooted in white supremacy. Yeah, exactly. And, and to have someone take that and put a beat onto it. And, you hear, and arbitrary justice. Yes. I mean, arbitrary justice, you know, that... that uh, that identifies the black body as criminal inherently, mm. inherently criminal, mm. you know, uh, just by looking at, you know, I mean, our kids get what? We, they get thrown out of school. They get detention. They get, you know, punished mm-hmm. when they're in kindergarten. I've seen kindergartners get just because, you know, just, just because. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's something wrong with that. So, mm. so you know, that's from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like that's when, when we bring them out of our bodies mm. and we look at their black bodies, we know we got to prepare, we got to prepare this, mm. this child, this being for this world, mm-hmm. right? Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's what your mother was doing. She was preparing you. Mm. <laughs> you know, and now you have reclaimed it. Yes. And you have created a theoretical practice that also can be passed on. Yeah, now we know it what can it be is. Utilized. Right. It can be utilized. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Because yeah. it's not just about, you know, any of the work that I create, whether it's as an artist or as an educator, it's not just for the institution. It's not no. just for the university or the art museum. It's really to, to, to be able to uh, share it. Yes. And to not just share it, but to create a black space through it, right? Mm-hmm. And so to collaborate with someone like Johannes and someone like you and Aurora, to be able to say, like, come on to this podcast and let's cultivate a space mm-hmm. where our humanity is assumed. <laughs> yes. And so now yes. we can move on yes. Yes. and say, while y'all are doing that, while y'all are figuring out what black person you will give a grant to, to right, come right, in right, and talk right. about, we're over here jamming to a doing beat. Doing it. Yeah, we're over here we're over doing to, it. Yeah, yes. we're over here doing it. And mm-hmm. so... While all those things like tenure and getting the artist grant is, is important or, you know, important to some folks, mm-hmm. I think it's really, really critical, especially in this year, to take space to be and, yes. to, and to create from that space. Yes. And, so, and to know that you are. Yes. To be and to know. And it's very <laughs> spiritual. I yes, mean, yes. I think there's a spiritual connection that you get into tapping into your blackness when you find, you know, um, the criticality or the criticalness in um, black folks who have always just centered the ability to just be. Yes. To just be. Yeah. This year has definitely, you know, all the toxicity that we have went through with this year. Because this year has been, I mean, it's been a mess. 
That's why 20, my, my, 2020 my, has shown her ass. And my M-Light project is called The Messy Year. Oh, my God. Yeah. She pulled it down and said, kiss my ass. Kiss it. Because I want to do something with the mess. You know? <laughs> I want to do something with the mess. And that's, that's a lot of what, of, what, uh, of what this project is about. And so well, we're here tonight and we're honoring the lives um, of black women. And we're, you know, paying recognition to this, this amazing uh, mural. And shout out to all the artists mm-hmm. that, that made this possible. Shout out. It's beautiful. That made this possible. I, um, I really wanted to bring you here to just hold space for um, our life right now as it is and mm-hmm. the importance of reminding the black folks who are listening to live and yes, to be. and to love. And to love, yes. And to, and to remember that your joy is critical. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely, because that's black matter for you. Yes. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Say that again so I can record it and do a, um, a repeat. Because <laughs> that is black matter for you. Yes. So while we wrap up, tell um, the folks listening um, how they can get in touch with you, how they can contribute to you. We have your Venmo and your cash up on the bottom of your uh, face right now. Okay. But I do want you to like, you know, let the folks know, like, you know, since it, we are cultivating a space of like pay reparations now, yes. period. Yes. Tell them where they can send some resources to. You can, you can send some resources. So you see my Venmo mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, account. And, mm-hmm. and, but you could also send resources to the Conciliation Project. Yes. You know, the conciliationproject.org. Um, and we are also on um, Instagram and Facebook. And uh, we have a PayPal account, so mm. you can always send some money there. There's no excuse. No excuse. You got lots of places. Pay reparations lots of places. now. Pay reparations. I have a personal website that is uh, coveringtheground.com mm. that you can also visit. Mm. And you so, write a column. What about your column? I write a column uh, for Urban Views Weekly every week. Mm-hmm. It comes out. And uh, read, you know, read that. It's online. Urban Views, I think it's urbanviewsrva.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Urbanviewsrva. And uh, speaking of, uh, you know, little gifts of reparations, um, 1708 wanted to give you uh, this. So oh. there's a little coin for you. Oh, thank yeah. you. Some, some of these organizations. I'm not, I wasn't expecting this. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> the paper. <laughs> Paper. Y'all need to send some paper. Yes. And, yes. And, and, and I think it's, it's important to, I posted on Instagram today, like, while the ethereal and the theoretical and the 10-year track focus art is, is critical and good to view, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's also great to just put some cash apps on a screen and uh, say, this is art. I agree with hey, you, Jeff. black artists yes. in real time. Because one of the things that I have never connected with, you know, being in, in academia is that there are a lot of folks who sit at an armchair and theorize the world and have never lived in the worlds that we're living in. Yes. And I think it's really critical um, for us as academics right now to think about practice. Yes. And to think about what it means to do it. Get off of the university campus of your armchair mm-hmm. and get into the communities for which you study these experiences. That's right. But think about how the resources of the university um, can be utilized to really solve some critical motherfucking problems. That's right. And so for me, you know, you can uh, donate uh, to Six Points Innovation Center. Um, I'm raising, uh, I have a, a black academic library there that lots of professors, both white, black, and other, have contributed books to by black and queer authors. Um, it's, you know, 12 to 15 bucks to send a book to Six Points Innovation Center. Um, you can cash out. I got to do that. I got to send some. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, some. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you're supposed to send them out three. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's like I, I, I want to use my positionality in the academy to talk to students and also, you know, my, my faculty colleagues about like their 
is a time and a place for the theory and us talking about the theory stuff. Yes. But right now it's about, it's about pra- practice. practice. It's about practice yes. or, or sorry, praxis is what they want to praxis, say. Praxis, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. However okay. they want to say Tenure can wait. We want you to do. 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 Yes. And so I also want to get you with um, a Black Matter Beaker. These were featured in the film. Oh. Um, folks, you can get these through uh, donation-based practice. This is her first uh, merchandise item. So it is. If you're, if you're, you know, if you're at Enlight, you need to give us a round of applause. So shout out to Studio 23. Um, Nancy, who helps put these together. Come on, I'm, y'all. Yes, go on, go on. So here's her. Thank you, box. Black Matter, because it does. <laughs> no, we're, we're a little too poor to have a box. So That's okay. We'll, <laughs> I'll put it in the car for you. So, <laughs> Dr. Okay. T, I want to say thank you so much for Thank you. I love on. you. I love you, too. And this was great. And uh, even though I finished grad school and you're not on my committee anymore, you know, as I said, when you sign up to be my mentor, it is a forever. It's community. a forever. Yes. It's a lifetime. So when the world gets back to normal, I hope to have dinner and just kiki and. Yes. I know. What I are you missing wait. the most in, in this I, transitional year? I'm missing the contact with people mm. like, the, you know, this, mm, like close up and personal. Mm-hmm. But I'm, we have had some fun phone calls. We have. <laughs> I'm also missing actual hugs. Yeah. Because I give some good hugs. Aww. So, Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Any last, any, you want to close us out? Oh, don't do anything for them unless they overpay you. You hear me. You hear me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Shout out to Inlight. I hope you had a good time. Bye-bye. Thank you. Great. Bye. Bye.